at one point, remember, she said, when do you feel like you're listened to? I don't remember what your answer was because my answer shocked me so. Because you didn't listen to I it. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't listen to you at all. My and I wasn't listening to the therapist, uh, so it's a real, it was a real devil's triangle. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, I had such a revelation. I think you hearing me too were like, yes, this is so true, but I didn't realize it. She was like, Jessica, when do you feel listened to? And I was like, when he does what I said. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, that's not listening. You understand that, right? And I said, Aye. Like it was such a light bulb went on. I was like, oh. Welcome to Honey, I'm Julia Meltzer. We got Jess and James, married people, parents. Um, Listen, Game of Thrones spoilers. That's really all I'm here to tell you about in this introduction. Game of Thrones spoilers, if you're like way behind. It's like season three, season four spoilers. So if you like haven't started yet and you're like, I'm going to get around to watching it. And I want to know nothing about it. You know, skip this episode or when we start talking about Game of Thrones, um, turn it off or, you know, fast forward. And um, I'm being really nice to you. A lot of people would say that, you, you know, there's kind of a expiration date on having to give spoiler alerts. Um, but, you know, I just want you to have a good TV viewing experience and I don't want my podcast to ruin that. Um, okay, enjoy. Honey, 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 come home. Cause we've got things to talk about. I've been sitting here on my own. And I think we can work it out. Honey, 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 come home. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Jess and James, welcome to Honey. <laughs> We're so excited. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, married people. Yes. To each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How long have you been married? Since 2008, October 24th. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> she never remembers. I never remember. Really? <laughs> Why? (laughs) She keeps trying to block it out. Uh, I don't. I just don't remember. I never remember anniversary ever. Yeah. We had our best anniversary just this past October. We both (laughs) woke up. You must. You had to have been pregnant. I was pregnant. She was pregnant. We both woke up. We were dealing with getting our son fed and ready for the day and everything. And uh, neither one of us is dressed. (laughs) And she's sitting on the couch. And it dawns on me what the date is. And I walk over to her and I said, "Happy anniversary!" And Jess literally goes, "Oh shit! (laughs) Are you kidding me?" Oh, and I go, "I forgot until just now as well. (laughs) This is." What's happening? <laughs> Neither one of us had planned no. a thing, gotten a card, done anything. Nothing. That's what makes it work. That's what happens after seven <laughs> years and two kids. <laughs> I don't think I remember the first year. <laughs> you might have forgotten. I did. But the first year was, I remember what you did for me. It was a Sunday. No, because we got married on a Friday. So that's, is that possible? Then the next year should have been a Saturday, right? Is that how the yeah, calendar that's works? That's how it works. So the second year was unless the best year. Unless there's a leap year. Yeah. Unless there's a leap year. Maybe there was a second year, though. I remember, I remember 2008 vividly. might have been a leap year. Maybe. Whatever the, when it fell on a Sunday, we got nachos. We lived in Brooklyn. 
and I watched, we were, I was watching, I think you were at work, you came home and I was watching uh, football all day. <laughs> and um, in New York, the best thing was I could watch a bunch of football. In, in LA, football watching, if you don't have cable, sucks. But in New York, I could watch a bunch of football without cable. And then you came home and you're like, what should you do for dinner? And I said, it's our anniversary. So let's get nachos. And we did. And then I watched... It was a really good game. It was a late game. I remember it was the Cowboys and somebody. Not even my team. It was a really good game. I thought, this is the life. This is an anniversary. I love it. This is how we wanted to go. Did yeah. you celebrate anniversaries when you were dating? No. No, which I'm happy about. <laughs> I always found dating anniversaries to be aggravating because once you open up the door, if you're in a long-term relationship <laughs> dating somebody, once you open up the door to, it's the anniversary of our first date. Like, okay, so we're celebrating... That every year, it's the anniversary of our first kiss. Okay, now I got to remember that one too. It's the anniversary, like there's too many things. It's the anniversary of the first time we went away for a weekend together. It's, I can't. Yeah. Like, we're da- <laughs> like in retrospect now, especially, you're dating until you really like go feet first and are married, like no anniversaries. You just don't, just give yourselves a break. I'm kind of coming around to this because I like, I have been uh, maybe I no, like I was sensitive when not I would never let a boyfriend forget an anniversary because I'd yes. be like, it's our anniversary. Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. Um, And then like it would always be disappointing to yes. me. But that uh, also a part of it is like I was like, I told you what I wanted and you didn't do that. So that's like a step anniversary or not. That's a separate thing. No, I agree with that. If you tell somebody what you want, that's that's the best. And then people don't do it. I don't understand. Me either. I've told you. Just do the thing I told you to do. Yeah. Here's, here's what I will say. First of all, yes. Tell him what you want to do for the anniversary. Save yourselves a lot of trouble and tell him. Because I don't I've, tell me because I never can think of things to do. I, I can't, never remember it. I can't think of things to do on my own birthday. So yes, absolutely tell them. I feel like if you're the kind of person that's like, I, I know she said she wanted to do this, but I'm going to do this. You better be dead certain that what you're doing is going to be amazing and a hundred times better than what the person requested. Yes. Right. Agreed. If you say like our anniversary is coming up, I really want to go to dinner at this specific place. <laughs> and then afterwards I want to do this. If they call an audible and do something else, it better be like, Guess who's coming Europe. over? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to Europe and we're staying Europe. with Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Like, oh, that's much better the than... The Obamas are here. Yeah. <laughs> and we're ordering in that's Chinese, Chinese yeah. food. Yeah. <laughs> give us and they're going dis- to disclose all the secrets of how to fix everything <laughs> that's wrong. Yeah. I get it, But yeah, I like maybe just like no, no anniversary. Just yeah. no anniversary. Yeah, I mean, we. it's nice to think about. Like, it was a beautiful day. I loved our wedding day. Yeah. I loved our, when we got married. I mean, I loved it. I don't know why I can't remember. I really just can't. And I, but I, that's like the one thing. I do like romance, and I feel like we lack in that. We struggle with romance in our relationship, <laughs> but we, we work on it. It's not our, it's not our, clearly not our strong suit. We're like, forget everything. <laughs> um, Nachos and football. But yeah, for some reason that didn't bother me. I don't probably because I don't remember anniversaries. I, <laughs> I would venture to say that where we are lacking in romance, romance, we make up for uh, in affection. Mm. You don't think so? No, I think I mean I like the affection. Believe me, you know I do. But I feel like I would also like 
a, like a what's dinner the, now. What's and then. the difference between uh, romance and affection? No, I'm not An saying. Outing. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> getting out of the house and putting on grown-up clothes. Yeah, grown-up clothes, looking nice, putting makeup on, not, not looking like I do right now. Thank goodness the radio show. I'm not a radio show. Well, a radio I show. Yeah, I'm it not, is a radio show. I'm not saying yeah. we shouldn't have romance, but I'm saying that I think maybe where we fail in the department of romance, I feel like we succeed in the department of affection. affection? Okay. Okay. You'll grant me that? I'll grant you that. <laughs> yeah. We're affectionate people. Yeah. Hugs, meaning hugs and kisses. Hugs and, and kisses and sweet things sweet and things funny and little jokes and yeah. tender moments and things like that. Okay. Like, and so then what's romance? What's wrong with the, no, it's just, it's, I Romance, I think, does involve a, a bit of planning. like a special event and a special. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. yeah. In my head, it does. Somebody was like, I'm taking you to this place or here's a necklace you want or. Something like that. These are all things I now have to remember to do. (laughs) No, no. I picked out things for you. I do that too. I pick out the thing and send Uh it to him. I don't. We've learned. In Uh the beginning of of our relationship, we had a lot of missed fire. Yeah, gifts that had to go back. Yeah, really, like what? <laughs> a necklace that was bad. Yeah, a couple of necklaces. There were a couple. That's I right. tried. You tried. Listen, they weren't I, like yeah. huge misses, but no. they were clearly misses. Yeah, and, and Jess's to to Jess's favor, like she does not hesitate to say, <laughs> I, "We're going to take this back." Yeah. <laughs> there like is, in the moment, like yeah. you, you well, open no, it no, and no, you're no. like, I, "I say thank you." Sometimes, it's so nice. sometimes it comes a little too fast on the thank you. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Where did you get it? Because I would like to take it back. And you're like, oh, wow. Well, can now. We, can we let in. it settle just for a moment? But I mean, the reverse is true in my family. Typically, it's like, oh, this is great. And then you just put it in the back of a drawer somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I'm never going to wear this. So like five years goes by. And then you're like, I guess I can get rid of this now. Mm. Yeah, mm. my family at Christmas, we literally it's take things brutal. out of the, the, the brutal out of the box. Oh, I don't like this. And then my other sisters will be like, "Well, I like it. I like it. Okay, you can have it. We just give. We just switch." Oh, I love. And that. then we just make a pile of things we bring back. I appreciate it a lot now, but it's kind of brutal. <laughs> my mom, <laughs> no, for some reason, went like wild on. Well, Hanukkah and yes. Christmas overlapped this year, which was like a, that's a huge deal yes. in our house. Very festive. Yeah. <laughs> so my mom kind of went nuts. And like got us like we don't really like do even presents anymore. We're grown ups now. <laughs> but uh, my mom like went nuts and she got us like a like a lot of presents. Wow. But one of the presents she got me, and I think this is evidence that she just like was just shopping for any presents at all. <laughs> there are a lot of like tchotchkes involved, but she get she gave me this dish for it. For an, it was it, there was an engagement ring on it. There's the dish had an engagement oh, no. ring and two hearts <laughs> on it. No, I'm not anywhere yeah. near engaged. No. I'm so single. Yeah, and I was like, Mom, I was kind of like, just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I left it. I left kind of passive aggressively, like when I left to yeah. come back here, I like left it out. Good for you. For her. For me to be like, I did not like this gift. Was it a gift that she wanted you to re-gift, maybe? <laughs> That's giving her a lot of credit. <laughs> I think so, too. That feels like a real passive-aggressive yeah. get married. I was like, Mom, this is a ring dish. And she was like, no, it, she was like, it's just a tchotchke. I was like, it's foreign. There's a picture of a diamond ring and two interlocking hearts on I couldn't believe it. Does, let me ask this. Does uh-huh. your mother ever purchase things in haste? 
is it possible she didn't take a good look at it? She, when she did. That's it? what I think happened. I yeah. think she was just on a I don't know whirlwind your mother and I'm trying tour. to protect her. I'm trying to defend her. She might have been at Marshall's. So that was cute. Put it in the thing. Yeah, that's, I think that's exactly. Maybe she had like nine happened. other things, and she's like, yeah. "Oh, the, oh, that!" Like just out of the corner. She yeah. needs a jewelry dish. Yeah. Well, I think she was like, "We're getting eight presents for everyone because yeah. it's Hanukkah, yeah. and we got to round out Julia's yeah. eight. Oh, Aren't you my just God. supposed to get socks for Hanukkah? I should. I wish I got eight <laughs> pairs of socks. <laughs> um. Okay. So, ha- have you fought? Do you fight? <laughs> Not once. We never fight. <laughs> We've been dating. We started dating in 2003. We have not fought once. That's not true. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> we don't fight a lot. We get more snippy. But it doesn't turn to full fights. No. No. And we tend to, I think we do, I think we do a pretty good job of just sort of addressing the, the things as they come up so that mm. things don't build up and then suddenly you're dealing with you never do this kind of arguments. I've been hearing that a lot lately. Yeah. I like that. So yeah. It's a lot of that. And I think the the times that we've had like real arguments, mm-hmm. I for me, I think I've always been just exhausted. And that mm-hmm. throughout my life, that has been a bad thing. If I get too tired, I stop making sense at a certain point <laughs> and get like anybody. But yeah. for me, it's I think it's a particular hair trigger thing of just like, I and I don't realize until afterwards, like, oh, I was like an insane person because uh-huh. I was so tired. <laughs> but you do get like it's your brain. It's like being psychotic yeah. when you're underslept. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think that's true. We um went to a um not a counselor. She was a therapist. Yeah. Um, for something else, but it ended up being turning into couples therapy at the end of it. I felt like, which I really liked. James didn't like her as much as I did. No, I, and I, <laughs> I've had this conversation with a friend of mine who's you started going to therapy. He he started talking about his therapist, oh. and he said that he wasn't sure because he made some joke, and the therapist just sort of looked at him and was like, "That's what I had. That's why I didn't oh. like her. Like, not that I'm in there to like make her laugh and like entertain her, but uh-huh. like in the course of conversation, it." I, I don't even need the person to laugh, but I, some recognition of like, oh, I understand that you have made a joke. Yeah. Like you don't have to like the joke. You don't have to laugh yeah. at the joke, but comprehension <laughs> that you understand that like, I don't literally believe the thing I said, which was an attempt at being funny. And yeah. she would just give me that look of like, and maybe that's just a therapy thing where they don't want to entertain your defense mechanisms of humor. I think that's possible. I would love it if she would just say, I feel like your humor is a defense mechanism. Let's try to stay away from yeah. it. And then at least I know the ground rules because I've spent my entire life <laughs> using humor as a social tool. Yeah. I went to a, we, I changed schools three times in three years. So I went to one kindergarten, a different first grade and then a different second grade. And that's where we stayed. And when I got to that second grade, I started, I like hit the ground running. I was doing Groucho Marx impersonations. <laughs> My teacher was like, who is this second grader doing Groucho? What is this? So I've always been that way. So I just needed her to be like, Hey, you know what? We don't really want that here, but she just would like she look did at it me with like a stony glare. Yeah, just like this uncomprehending, unwavering glare. Anyway, we get off topic. Uh, no, but it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it, but I feel like she, so it turned into the couples therapy, and I think we started talking about when we fight, and that was tired. Yeah, and I think for us together too is like a lot of family dynamic, like where we come from, our families, and how they've trained us kind of to fight. 
and the good and bad of that, most yeah. of the bad of that. And then how we then fight each other like that, even though we're not like I'm not coming at him like his family would come at him. So when he comes back at me in a very logical way and also unrelenting, my, unrelenting, <laughs> um, I get immediately hurt and I'm just like uh, and I shut down. But so are the ways they're the ways that your families fought yes. are different and <sighs> very well, much incompatible. So. That's yes. a good, not but to go b- too- both of your families did fight. Oh yeah, I mean like yeah. it was okay. normal, but yeah. yeah. My family but is his but family some is special. Family, some people like have never seen a fight in their house. Well, I don't some, know who those people are. Yeah, I've some, never met those people. Some people from Connecticut, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, they fight behind closed doors. Yeah, or just or just they're just that icy. Keep it just inside. everything's yeah. repressed, yeah. and then they discover. I mean, that I'm from Massachusetts. I have yeah. some repression, but not not like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. My what I, one of the things we discovered is that I. I went through sort of two phases with learning how to fight Mm -hmm. because in my family, the way you fight is kind of just all out madness. Yep. And that doesn't work. Like yelling volume, like insane, Uh like irrational, like just craziness. And then you, then I went went away to school across the country and which gave me some distance and some perspective and then lived in New York for a long time, which gave me also more distance and perspective. And I realized, Oh, on some level I realized, Oh, this is not effective to play. Their game is pointless. Uh So I'm, I'm going to stand up for myself and protect myself this way. It's going to be every bit as harsh and aggressive, but it's not going to have the same emotion logical and unrelenting it. yeah yes. and so it's just like it be, sort of turned me into an unofficial like lawyer presenting a case mm. and mm-hmm. but that so with that sort of intellectual approach there's also this like roiling uh, emotion underneath which could erupt at any moment so yeah. it's like it's a very dangerous <laughs> way to start to have be in an argument with somebody because like there have been times when I'll, I'll be arguing with somebody and I'll feel like I'm presenting this and I'm I'm stating this and why this is this way and this is this way and this is this way. And if you just keep shouting at me, like pretty soon it's going to be bad. And so it's like I've learned how to like control that. And, you know, it's like, you know, doing the training at the 36th chamber of Shaolin um, <laughs> emotionally. Yes, yes. Emotionally. Yeah. So and, then, and, and a, yeah. a little bit of that like is so foreign to Jess. Yes. The logical, the part? logical part makes and no sense. And the tone of voice, <laughs> the logic also doesn't the make sense. The tone of voice is, but the tone of voice no. I think is like serious and just matter of fact and emotionless. Yeah. And she finds it to be, I don't know, how, how would you describe it? It's attacking it? and belittling. Yeah. Which I don't mean it to be, mm-hmm. but that's how it gets taken. You're not the only one who takes it. No, everyone it takes it that way. But that to me, <laughs> but that's like the family you came, I mean, to me, that's how everyone yeah. speaks at a certain point. And, that you have to fight that way or you just lose. So mm-hmm. she was letting us, showing us that like, oh, we don't have to do that with each other. Because she was like, Jess isn't doing that to you, mm-hmm. <laughs> doggy. And um, <laughs> you don't have to fight that way. And for me, probably some of the Massachusetts stuff, but also like the idea, my family fights. I mean, they fight, but then it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I think a lot of it, I would say we're working on is the idea of not shutting down. I would just would I, like it takes so much of me to say what I want, and then I get I get emotional immediately. So then it's a bad mix because I'm emotional and he's super logical, and so I feel like I'm being attacked, and he feels like I'm playing unfairly <laughs> because I'm emotional, and so it gets an, it's a real mess. So we have to usually take a break and go breathe for like a half hour, and then we come back and we're like can talk about it. 
But those, I mean, we don't do that much, but that's, I feel like that's been yeah. our. There's also another thing that I don't know that we've talked about before yeah. with if your family fights and they have their fight and then it's over. That is not the case in my family. Yes. My family fights and you harbor it yeah. and you hold a grudge. In the back of your drawer with a present you don't like. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And literally, yeah, right? I've literally had arguments with my dad where he will bring up something from 15 years ago as though that's equal to what we're talking about in the moment. And I grew up that way. So I thought that was mm. normal. I thought that was fair play. I thought that's how you, how you related to people. And it always felt horribly unfair and just like, <laughs> and it's disorienting. It's suddenly like being buffeted in, in a hurricane. Cause you think, I thought we were fighting about this. Yeah. And now you, I got to defend this thing that happened when I was 14. Yeah, and, and, I think and then I've also got to figure out how that relates to this. Like suddenly I'm being yeah. thrown all these curveballs all at once. Especially for like a child as opposed to an adult. Something that happened 15 years ago. Yeah. You were a completely different person. Your life was different in every way. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. How, <laughs> how can I defend that? Yeah. yeah. So I feel, yeah, I feel like a lot of that was that. And then I thought another piece of like fighting and dealing with it that was great from the therapist was she said at one point, remember she said... When do you feel like you're listened to? I don't remember what your answer was because my answer shocked me so. <laughs> you didn't listen to I it. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I didn't listen to you at all. My, and I wasn't listening to the therapist, so it's a real, it was a real devil's triangle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I had such a revelation. I think you hearing me too were like, yes, this is so true, but I didn't realize it. She was like, Jessica, when do you feel listened to? And I was like, when he does what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she was like, that's not listening. You understand that, right? And I said, like it was such a light bulb went on. I was like, oh no. Because in my head, that's because that's how I grew up. You listened. My mom was listened to when you did what she said. And if you didn't do what she said, you weren't listening. And so that was so in me, like in a way that I had no idea. So that was a great opening thing for me in our relationship of being like, just because I say something and he can hear it and have an opinion. If he doesn't do what I say, doesn't mean he's not hearing me yeah so and i just mouth yeah. the words thank you <laughs> <laughs> but that was a big and i will big s- thing. i will say i've learned uh going back just a step i've learned when when we have to have conversations with our oldest oh yeah yeah that to be clear of like hey i am not happy with the way you're behaving here's why this is a problem i you know like we always tell them like we want you to feel your feelings but you need to like get a grip on it after a certain <laughs> point and this is why we're doing this and I don't like it when you do this and then you know take a break and then it's like okay let's go play or let's go th- so I'm very aware that I want to be sure that yeah. he knows okay that's done now we are having we're going back to normal we're having fun again whatever mm-hmm. that is as long as this part is understood so mm-hmm. I feel like I've, yeah, no I've definitely no taken grudges. that thing of like <laughs> oh this is a real bad thing that I grew up with we are not going to do that here yeah yeah no scorekeeping yeah. yes I've heard that as a good rule oh before. yes horrible my uncle did that it was awful my family didn't do that <laughs> but we don't do that no and I think yeah. it's important not to do that I think that's such a dangerous also, what are you winning? Yeah. yeah. And why didn't you keep score at the time and fix it then? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're having to hold on to this thing, then you're just like you're some old jock at a bar griping about a game you lost. Yeah. Like, 
get yeah, over it. Yeah. It's too late. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Um, so I'm curious. I'm mystified by <laughs> dealing with things as they come up. <laughs> that people always tell me because I'm like, I, when I in relationships have tried to deal with something as it comes up, it just turns into a huge fight. But why do you think? Like, how does it, how do you deal with it? Like, what's an example? I'm curious. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, um, like, I'm trying to, what's it? Well, I, I can. Like, okay. Yeah. You uh, go ahead. I can tell you this uh-huh. uh, while you're thinking of a yeah. particular example. One thing that I have learned to be very helpful is that it's become trite and you see it being turned into a punchline. But if you start by making I statements, mm-hmm. that helps tremendously. Yeah. I yeah. need blah, blah, blah. I mm-hmm. feel okay. I not. You're not taking out That's the trash. Right. Yeah. yeah. I need help with the trash more is a better way and you may want to lash out because you're so frustrated and you want to punish that person but is that ultimately not gonna help and then um a thing that you know that i learned from my day job uh is how to talk to people in terms of like you want to you want to offer things in a particular way like you want to so there's a thing about acknowledge, align, and assure, uh-huh. um, which is, you know, I see that you're frustrated by such and such. I have also felt that frustration. I assure you we have a way to fix this. I like that. If you can take that template and shape it so that it's not quite so formulaic, that also helps in opening up those conversations at the time. Again, there's yeah. a there's a component of that that's an I statement, like, I, you know, just as like, I hate to take out the trash. It's really, it's it's a drag to do such and such, but I need really both of it. You know what I mean? And then it's not just like, get off your butt and take out the trash, (laughs) you lazy bum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Okay. So every like example that I am thinking of, of, of of dealing with something is it came out that turned into a fight. Also, I did something so horrible and annoying, <laughs> like in bringing it up, like right. brought it, like brought it up pass, passive aggressively right. or whatever. So that like probably <laughs> explains that. <laughs> um, but I, I'm trying to okay. Like here's here's one. It, like a more a more. I was maybe better behaved. <laughs> I was like, hey, when we. Um, like it, you, you never seem that like psyched to hang out with me. Right. Like you seem, again, that's not a nice statement. But that's all right. But still. I'm like, you, it seems like you don't want to be here. Right. And then when I get back, it's like, I want to, you think I wouldn't be here if I didn't want to be here? Right. Of course I want to be here. Like, I, so angry that escalates. I was not right that I guess I don't know yeah. but it, it, it escalated yeah I feel like that's the kind of thing where that could be uh, to uh, like you think I uh, wouldn't be here if I didn't want to be here could be such a defense mechanism that maybe the truth is you don't want to be there yeah but you're feeling obligated to be here and so that's why you're here yeah because I've been in that seat <laughs> yeah 
I was in that seat for a long time and a long relationship yes, in was. New York. It was uh-huh. like, what am I doing? In retrospect, it was like, what am I doing in this relationship? Um, so I don't know. Maybe that, I don't know. Like with something like that. Yeah. I used to always get frustrating arguments with a former girlfriend, <laughs> which would be like, I would say, hey, uh, you know, so-and-so is performing at such-and-such a club. Do you want to go see it? Or do you want to come with me to go see such-and-such? And And she would get all her nose out of joint, pushed out of shape, because I didn't say, I would like you to come with me. (laughs) I literally wouldn't say, I would like you to come, I would love it if you would come with me. That I didn't invite her with the proper sequence of words to make her feel wanted which should have been a clue to pull the ripcord <laughs> <laughs> i know i yeah no there's like two thoughts on that i feel like i think that's a very vulnerable thing that you said to whoever this person yeah. was like yeah. it's very vulnerable like i feel like you don't want to be here or you're not excited to see me or psyched to see me that takes strength or you know that's very vulnerable to say to somebody so for them to react in such a or way i think twofold what you said like maybe they're just i came like that was enough for me can you believe yeah i should get credit for just being here which is like well okay um but the second one i have not read this book i have to get it I, but i think about all the time is that the love language book mm-hmm. what's your love language part of me is like maybe that person's like me being here is my like Yes, I think that I think that's and, true. And for you, that's like that's not what feeds me, and that's okay. Like, yeah, we either have to find a way to feed each other, or this isn't going to work. Yeah, that's kind of what I was. I was like, I think I was saying, if I don't want to be here with you, if you don't want to be here, so tell, so tell me that. Yeah. Um, and then, I, but I do think there. I think the love language thing was in play, and I think it. There were other things. I this is a person who is super independent and does not, I think the implication was you have manipulated me into doing something. I don't, if, if you think I don't want to be here, but you got me here, that means you have manipulated me (laughs) into being here and don't think you have that much power over me. Wow. Is that complicated? Yeah. 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 And that person just needs to not be with anybody. They need to be with a therapist and figure out what's going on. That's just too much. Yeah. Yeah, no. The only thing I could think is like, again, this is probably like slicing it way too thin in way too many ways. It's like, like, I really love it when you come over. I'm having such a great time. Like saying those things to see what the response is rather than it seems like you don't want to be here. <clears throat> you know, that way you're describing how you feel about smart. it. And see how they react. Yeah. yeah. And then and then maybe even just like gently probe with questions like, are you feeling, you know, are, are you distracted by something or, or I don't know mm-hmm. how or ask about like, how'd your day go today or something like that? Yeah. I guess if you ask, are you distracted by something or are you feeling okay? It's a little too leading. But if you just like get the person to talk about their day, maybe you, yeah. because there's that, there's that great truism that's hard to keep in mind and that nobody's thinking about you as much as you're thinking about you. Oh, totally. And you take things personally and nobody ever means those things personally yeah. or 99% of the time. Yeah. And so, and maybe that's just like whatever was going on with him was maybe just the equivalent of like resting bitch face. And like, that's how that person is. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not trying to defend this stranger no. who was <laughs> less un- than kind un- to you. Unnamed He's, stranger. Yeah. But I, th- I, I think also now that I'm thinking about this, 
Oh my god! It's like there's. Do you want to call him? Should we press pause and call him? Um, It it would never have. This was also, by the way, like I don't know. This was the only example I could pick of of a fight where I didn't initiate it by being a nightmare, and and this was from like a very very dysfunctional piece of this relationship, clearly. But also to. I, it would never have occurred to me to ask those questions because to me there was the only outcome I was interested in is him demonstrating that he was happy to be yes. here. There was no other right yep. answer. There yes. was no, like I would I wasn't like what's really bothering you? What's really yeah. going on here? Yeah. All I wanted was for him to be super psyched to see me. So like that's this is all. This is not much. I feel but like I, then your then your option should be. To just walk in the room and say to him, you need to do a fucking dance about how happy you are to be here right now and get the fuck out. Yeah. And then just that <laughs> ultimate, right? Because if that's what you want, yeah, yeah. just like, you need yeah. to do a dance of happiness right now or we're over. Just like be blatant with it. If that's the only thing you want, yeah, you just got to ask for what you want. I no. mean, and truly, that's that's literally what ended up happening. That's what happened. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the only, I mean I think what you said was true. I think you're psyched to be here. He's defensive, and then I think you know hindsight. At that point, you should have been like, okay, bye. Like, there's not even worth the fight. He already told yeah. you what the, the outcome's done. The minute yeah. you're like, yeah. I you, I don't feel like you want to see yeah. me. You're not happy, and he's like, oh, boo, 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 and nothing like, I'm sorry, you feel that way. We're done. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. There's also I think with guys up to a certain age. There's this perception that like, oh, I'm missing out on a real good time by being here instead. Yeah. Mm. My guy friends are doing something fucking wild right now and I'm here. <laughs> yeah. There's a little bit of that. And and I always sort of make the joke that like, you know, the purpose that the right woman serves for a man is to civilize him because he doesn't have any understanding of what it is to be a person. <laughs> He's just like going from one thing to the next and just like, burp, burp, burp. and so a woman is like, Here's some shape to your life. Here's some organization. Like, don't buy pleated pants. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that. Um, and I think up to a certain point, some, and this is a gross generalization. I don't think it's true for everybody, but I, I do think there's an element of truth in it that, like, for some guys, it's like, oh, I'm, I don't want to be domesticated. I don't want to be, like, tied down. And it's like, you're not missing anything. <laughs> the people you think that are so great are eating, like, Cheetos and drinking cheap beer and that's a <laughs> shitty time like hanging out watching TV with a really lovely woman is way better than any dumb thing that they're doing and it takes some guys a long time to learn that I think yeah I hmm. think that's true yeah, and I, well it's always even even if it's not Cheetos and cheap beer it's some version of whatever you would be doing if you weren't in this relationship yes, right. yeah and you ultimately have to decide that the thing you're doing in the relationship is better than, yes, than the yes. thing you would be doing. Yes. <laughs> and you deserve to feel important and to feel that someone is excited to see you. Yeah. Well, I do. I have people have to do a dance. We've, yeah. now, learned, we've now learned. I think for if me. you're honest about the rules, you're going to find yeah. what you want. That's yeah. all it is. You just got to be upfront about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> um, okay. This, I don't I learned a lot from that tangent I don't know that I learned well what I really learned is I think I would be better at bringing things up in the moment now than I have been in the past yeah yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't think I would start a fight by bringing something up in the moment yeah 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 
I also think it's we bring I think we bring things up in the moment, but it's not like it's always cool headed and fine. No. I mean sometimes it's really snappy. That's what I'm saying, get really snappy and it's like, oh and then take a little time and then you work through it. So how do you like de escalate from the snap? Usually walk away. <laughs> yeah, a little time is a always little time the best helps thing. both of us. Because I get emotional really quick and he gets logical and it's not a good it's not good. Yeah. We um, had we had a moment recently. What was that? I can't remember. It was at breakfast. We have I an don't issue with our oldest son does not have any focus or interest in eating, which right boggles my mind because <laughs> it's all I can do to <laughs> not lose my mind. That it's like just sit and eat, and then we'll be done, and then you can play. Like, why do you keep running off and doing this thing? And so, breakfast was kind of spinning out of control, okay. and I was doing something. I forget what it was. And I was like, sit down and eat. And you you said, like, we're doing blah, blah, blah. And I said, and I just snapped, okay, right. I'm the bad guy. I got it. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. You remember what I said? <laughs> and Jess goes, we don't need a lot of that right now. <laughs> and, and, it was, and yeah. it was like, and it was really quick, because I remember the process in my head, yeah. which was like, immediately like, no, we kind of do because this is bullshit. Okay, take a minute. No, you're being an asshole. Okay, just take a breath and just don't say anything for about 10 minutes and this is all going to be fine. <laughs> it literally was like that moment of like, do you want to fight? Because I'm going to fight about this. And then like, don't, what are you talking about? You're being an a-hole. You're being quippy and snippy and you don't need to be. None of yeah. this matters in a half an hour from now. Just shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't have fought you anyway. That to me is like the hard line. Like the difference, us fighting is different. Fighting in front of our kids or yeah. how we are in front of like, I have no, I have like a zero <laughs> tolerance tolerance for that. So I feel like when I hear, because it's such a passive aggressive thing, right? The and whole, it's not a thing I've said. Like, no, he has had a problem with, no, no, no. Eat, with focusing on eating for two and a half years. Yeah. No, because he's been born four and a half this years. Like, he doesn't eat. This was like the one time that no. it just really like pushed me into this weird zone. You've had a couple. That time you threw the, you threw some bowl or something with a spoon. I don't remember what it was, but I was like, you can't do that in front of him. And you walked away and you breathed and came back. Was it, it was yogurt over. or something? Yeah. <laughs> it was a yogurt spoon. I was like, is he lost his mind? But then you, I think you did lose your mind. And I think you went to the bedroom, <laughs> oh, breathed it out. No, it was ice cream. It was, but it, it ended. Was, I mean, like, it was ice cream and he was at the end of the ice cream and it was yeah. just that sort of that that delicious milkshake milky residue at the end of it and he was like trying to sip it or trying something. to sip it in the weirdest way <laughs> and i was like rollins let me help you and i was trying to like gather and he kept it saying all together no 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 and you wouldn't let him just do it his way to me that was a i was actually it was so funny i was watching this being like oh this is his family because it's the thing of the kid saying no so he said no let him do yeah. let him get it all over himself let him find his own way but you were determined to show him the right way out of love yeah but it and was it, like out oh, the right way and then he didn't and he had a fit, and he flipped out, flipped out and then knocked everything on the floor yeah and so i had mad. the spoon in my hand and yeah. everything now was gone yeah. you don't get the delicious milkshakey milky part at the end and so i just like threw the spoon <laughs> at the sink or at the, whatever it was just like fuck yeah. it <laughs> I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to show you some things. Uh, yep. I'm nope. trying to make your ice cream based experience in life better. And oh, <clears throat> nope. Yeah. Not in my house. Nope. Because <laughs> all you're showing then is that's what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no. And I think, but that to me is that it happens to me too. It's like the parents, the idea of like their kids saying, no, I don't want you to show me this thing. So guess what? Don't show them. 
listen to them. This isn't like, no, we're in a parking lot. I don't want you to hold my hand. That's different. No, you <laughs> are going to hold my hand or whatever. Something dangerous to him. This is him learning to eat ice cream, whatever, at the end. And I think as parents sometimes are like, but we know this great way. But if they're telling you no, respect that. At some point, you're not respecting what they're saying to you. And so then when you, it's like, of course he threw it. He felt to not listen to. He said it like three times uh, or more. Um, and then to get mad at him for the fact that you aren't listening, not just you, either parent is like, that's classic way of uh, hurting <laughs> Hurting, like putting psychosis or like, you're just putting stuff in people. I don't know. It's you're a putting big a bad example bad out example. there. But I wasn't mad at him. I was mad. I know, but he doesn't see it that way. At the waste of delicious. <laughs> of the delicious milk a milky, shake. Yeah. Milkshake. Milkshake. Uh, but, <laughs> but I feel like all of that to say, I think. He did not respect. He didn't respect, right? But I feel like all that to value. say. Yes. That you need to walk away. And you did. And then you come back. And to your credit, at this point, you've come such a long way with that anger is that you walk away, you breathe, you come back, and it's done. Yeah. And there's no repercussions, and we have to discuss it, and it's and you don't hold a grudge. And These are no, all great. Like there's no sarcastic jokes yeah, no about sarcastic. it that are passive aggressively no. still maintaining the no. fight, which mm-hmm. is what my family does mm-hmm. forever. I mean, and forever also, years. This was an isolated, rare incident. No, exactly. But I'm let's saying, let's go on the record for okay, we're we'll being recorded for posterity. Right. Let's be sure we <laughs> know. That's where that Julia, like, how do we deal with these moments? I think that's yeah. what we're bringing up. So I feel like in that moment, yeah. you're the passive aggressive. Oh, I'm the bad guy. That's why I just said no. I. It wasn't because I'm like I don't have your feelings. It was more like protect. Our son, like, we're not going to do that. We're not going to be passive-aggressive parents that make him feel bad. Like, no. And again, that was a moment when immediately as that, like, all of those feelings flashed through my Uh brain of how I felt about it, the last thought was, I'm really fucking tired right now. Yeah. Yeah, go lay down. Because it was like, five minutes. It was like one of the, I think it was one of those mornings where they were up at like 5.30 or 6. Who knows? It just I'd gotten to bed late the night before because I was dumb and staying up and doing something. We're both bad at staying up too late. We got to Especially lately, you've been binging on GOT. I'm finally watching Game of Thrones, finally. She's watched all seven seasons in the I'm almost caught up. Two weeks. Wow. I fast forward through all of the winter Jon times, Snow. the Jon Snow. You don't like the winter oh, times? Oh, they're so boring. I hate them. Some people are brilliant. And then other people, I'm like, how did you get this job? So who's who's your favorite? Oh, I like a couple. I think, I mean, Peter Dinklage is amazing. Uh-huh. I think he is an amazing actor. I think he's an amazing show. I like, oh, Aria. Sansa has won me over. At first, like, I hate her, but now I'm like totally on board. Which one's Sansa's Sansa? Sansa's the other daughter. The red-headed the daughter, the red-headed daughter who's, who's come back from. Who was devoted to the evil prince who got Yes, poisoned. but then the guy that played Bolton, oh, that young yeah. guy. I mean, Mug City. Him, Littlefinger, what's his name? Littlefinger. We're going to put a spoiler alert at the beginning. Oh, sorry. This is GOT spoilers. I don't care. Um, I'm not even all the way caught up. Those are spoilers from like five years ago. Season six. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I've watched, I haven't watched it. I've watched. He comes in for just moments. I'm like, this is what everyone talks about. He'll come in and watch that scene. I like to watch the dragons. (laughs) Yeah, he likes the dragons. I like to watch Arya. I love love the, uh, (laughs) Jesse even pointed this out when she was, dressed as the king and poisoning the whole room of people and she was like but you let one of them live and such and such and they're all like (laughs) and they're all just like dying from the poison and she pulls the mask off and she's like she tells one of the servants like when people ask you of this day, you were going to tell them that blah 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 and as that scene ended Jess goes oh that is so you and I go fuck yeah it is that's how <laughs> i would want to roll <laughs> just bide my time and then just like here Kill you go all. everybody wait now this is reminding me we have to talk about your yes. love of the handmaid's tale yes. your mutual love of the tale. handmaid's tale everyone go listen to the finale episode <laughs> of under right. her eye because uh, james i have 
before yes. I talked to Jess, I had been av- advising <laughs> hetero couples yes. not to watch the show together. <laughs> yes. yes. That show, when that show started, we were new to how events of the day would be playing out at such a pace and in what direction. And so the things that that show was portraying were so terrifying because it seemed like it was prognosticating what we were going to be, where we were going to be in 18 months. And when we first started watching it, I was telling Jess, like, we got to have a plan. We got to know. And and I said, we got to know when to leave the country. Because yep. if you leave the country after Crystal knocked, maybe it's too late. You may not be able to get yeah. out. You yeah. got to leave the country before they're this smashing is, the I windows. Love, I love June and Luke's fight when they're yes. like, we should have left earlier. It's like yes. they're fighting about when they, about making a brunch reservation. <laughs> but they're like, we should have left. I told you we should have left earlier. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. I told her how after, I think maybe after the third episode in, well, first of all, they'd always end and we'd be sitting there in silence, both of us crying, and then you'd always turn to me and go, if you get a chance, you kill them all. You kill them all. And then he'd say, like, let's go kiss our kids. And we'd yeah. kiss our kids. <laughs> yeah, and there's, we would, crying. There's scenes where, um, uh, oh, I'm blanking on the actress's name, the lead. Who Elizabeth Moth. Moth, where the, the wife like smacks her, and I'm like, the size disparity is not so great between the two of you that you shouldn't just go for it. Just fuck it. You're living in such a horrible dystopia. They're raping you once a month so that you'll carry their children and take them from you. Like kill this bitch and then deal with whatever (laughs) happens afterwards, but have that satisfaction in that moment that you put her head through the floor. Um, but we were saying, but that's not practical. Episode, <laughs> no, no, but on the, it was interesting too because on the other podcast, we were sorry, we were talking no, about how we thought it was so interesting. It's such a male perspective, not a bad way, but the yeah. idea of like the idea of I'm going to get that revenge, I'm going to kill and feel better. And for the women's side, we were like, all we're thinking about is our daughter. Yeah, like I will live through all of this, right? Because I have to get to her. Because I have hope. Yeah, I have hope that she's alive. Well, I also had a. a uh, uh, social studies teacher, I think, in high school, who was a bit of a martial arts expert. Uh-huh. Maybe it was English. It must have been English because we were talking about In Cold Blood. Oh, yeah. And he was talking about, like, we had read Cold, In Cold Blood, and he was saying how when they tied them up in the basement, that was the last mistake they made. That was the worst thing they did. If you capture me and you tell me you're going to tie me up, no. I'm going to fight you, and one of us will be dead, but you will not tie me up and i was like damn your high school english <laughs> teacher said that yeah and i was like damn like that makes solid sense though like no, that's that what logic they teach all women up. that's the thing they do. all women right but being attacked they're like don't let them ever move you to another location don't ever get in the car that's like yeah that's like every woman's told that if you're ever like attacked in a parking garage or attacked really anywhere basically the idea is like don't as much as you as far as you can, don't let them get you in the car. Don't let them move you somewhere else because of that. Because then they have, you have lost all control or any mm-hmm. hope. And it's almost, not just better ever to be dead, but the idea of like, that's your hope. Yeah. Being mm-hmm. locked away somewhere like, or tied in the basement, it's... Mm-hmm. You have no control. And I no. think that that in, in me instilled like that, that dividing line of like, what the, at what point is there no hope in all yeah. of this? And also just like, People who, uh, it's a trigger for me, not in the like modern sense, but it's like a trigger for me to see people getting bullied. Uh It makes me 
crazy. Yeah, I think it makes everybody crazy. But I mean, I'm really like I, I've gone you down see the red? U- I've gone down the YouTube shame oh, spiral has, of like you see one thing and then you see like there's footage of like this there's one that I mean everybody knows this one little skinny kid is like taunting this heavier kid and he's like keeps punching him and slapping him and maybe knocking off his hat and doing all this stuff and the kid the bigger kid just finally is like nope and he picks up this kid and he slams him down on the concrete and the kid and everybody's like whoa fuck and then the kid who got slammed like gets up and he's limping and he's limping in a way that's like you might not ever get well from that. You might have that fucked up limp the rest of your life. And you know what? Serves you right. That's the way I feel about it. This nine-year-old kid, this this nine-year-old kid might be mildly disabled for the rest of his life. And it's like, fuck you. You shouldn't have been doing that. Somebody should have, some, one of your peers should have taken you out sooner. It drives me so crazy. It makes me so mad. We've taken a dark turn. We've taken we have. a dark turn. This is a I'm, dark place I, for me. I love it. <laughs> this is it's part of marriage. Cool. You have dark, <laughs> you marry people who have dark <laughs> things. Well, uh, we've said before on the show, you a good like factor in a lasting relationship <laughs> is somebody you would like want to be in the resistance <laughs> with. Oh, yeah. 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 I think that's true. Yeah. Um. Okay, what I wanted to say about the snapping, I think that yeah. the no scorekeeping is like a helpful like corollary to to that. Yes. Like that that's what allows it to be over when it's yes. over, yeah. you yes. know? Yeah. You well, have because to let go. I like yeah, you know, sort of longer range like this being in a relationship with a person is not a sporting event. So you don't there is no point to like oh remember when you guys beat us in the nfc championship game like that doesn't exist so many football references. <laughs> or whatever like oh you won the world series on a bad call or what you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that doesn't exist in a relationship there's no that's i mean i think that's kind of like why we have sports is to fulfill that need yeah. of scorekeeping and holding grudges like that's where that belongs is there yeah, but I mean, I think I think people do. I mean, we know people that do that. Of course. But I'm just, yeah. I, they're also always um, unhappy. <laughs> because you're either always winning, but what are you winning? Or you're always losing, right? Opposed to putting, like, we want to be happy first, right? We want to yeah. build a, we want to be healthy adults in a relationship that's loving and respectful and um, where you can be really vulnerable. I mean, I feel like, for me, and I think we are at this place. I mean, we've been together so long at this point, but I do. The, I think the be, like the bester, the bester, the bester. Good. My brain is so dead from these two <laughs> children. The um, when I think about marriage, this is I'm kind of going off topic, but it's about being in relationships. I feel like wh- what do you miss out on when you're together so long? You miss out on that first, like the the those feelings of lust, right? When you first meet somebody and the, the first kiss with romance is dead. When, um, but like all that, like all that being wanted, it's really ego a lot, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's also fun that mm-hmm. going out and being wanted and what does that mean? And somebody new and all the newness of it. And there's a great play that James knows I'm obsessed with. Um, I think it's O'Hare that wrote, um, no, it's not O'Hare. It's not him. I'm saying the wrong person, so I apologize. Uh, who wrote The Real Thing. Tom Stoppard. It's Tom Stoppard who wrote the real mm-hmm. thing. And there's a great speech in the play where the man's talking about his wife's having an affair. Spoiler alert. And <laughs> he says about the affair, he's like, let them eat cake. Basically, he can have sex with you, but I know you. 
Mm-hmm. I know you. And it's a big speech about being known and how that's what love is, is being known. And I feel like that's what, hopefully if you're in a good marriage or a long, not a marriage, it's a long-term relationship, that that's what you get out of it is someone that knows you. And yeah, that's such a beautiful thing. And you do sacrifice other things. But I think for me, I guess you decide what's more important to you. But for me, I know being known as such a, um, being seen and really someone that knows you is beautiful and irreplaceable. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways of sort of illustrating that same point, but I think that's ultimately it is that everything has its time and everything happens in your, in your life at the time that it should. You have the new things and the interesting things and all of that stuff, uh, you know, at a certain time and age in your life. And as you get older, you should, it's unseemly for someone after a certain age to still be chasing after newness and and first things i've seen it happen i think just romantically though i think you can always be chasing after oh, newness yeah, and yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah. creative that's, life yes that's what i thought and education yeah, sorry. speaking yeah. like in within that realm of like mm-hmm. that person who is like trying to maintain this youthful exuberance that they came by genuinely even but like if you're 45 and still trying to be like the young dude at the party like ooh. I tell you, those 25-year-olds do not want to be around you. It's <laughs> awful. They, I still, you know, you've heard me tell this story. When I went to grad school, I was straight out of my undergrad. So I was 24, 25, something like that. And there was a guy who had gone and come back to grad school. And it was music for a music mm-hmm. degree, master's in music. And so this guy was like, yeah, he was back. And my friends and I were like, good luck, grandpa. The guy was 32. <laughs> Twenty-five year olds have a real bad sense of like what's yeah. still young. So yeah, it's really unseemly if you're trying to. I guess I, I guess I'm saying like yeah, you do miss out on those that newness, but hopefully you've you've had it and you relish what you had, and then embrace this idea of being known and this idea of deepening of the relationship. Yeah, you know, and and understanding what that requires because that's new it just doesn't yeah. it's new in a different way that's disguised yeah. yeah i love that i think we should leave it there oh, all right we will thank you for having us oh Julia. my you guys thank you thank you for doing this it was so fun you're awesome sorry about the bully tangent the game of thrones spoilers <laughs> sorry when i hijacked the podcast for you guys to give me advice about my field no i was i asked you about it i was so curious i love hearing those stories uh, okay bye listeners bye. bye bye thanks for listening to honey i'm julia meltzer you can find the show on instagram and twitter at honey with julia on facebook at honey with julia meltzer the show is produced by Ryan Middledorf and Ryan Countshouse. Our intern is Portia Critchman. Our theme song is by Aaron and Melissa. And our artwork is by Allie Monroe. Okay, bye! What's a creative podcast network?